Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Have been, yeah. It's a Black and Joe Blokes tuna fat with me, Kev Dillon, uh, Craig Pinches, and Lee Cadman. Now, as you might have just checked in, we're supposed to be having my dad, Bob Dillon. Remarkable man for everyone who knows him. He, he was boxing for 50 years. Uh, he was boxing for 50 years. He's been in the game for 50 years. <laughs> He's, him and his best mate, John Shakespeare, started Lions ABC. He's trained at GB for as long as I know, uh, as long as I can remember. Three Olympic Games. He's worked with some of the biggest names in professional boxing through the amateurs, like Anthony Joshua, Joe George, Joshua Boatzi, George Groves, Tony Bell, Unicola, the name, the list goes on and on. But unfortunately, he can't make it tonight with technical difficulties. And that's why we've come today. The show must go on. Because in life, uh, things go wrong. But you've got, you've got your two options. You give up, pack your stuff, or you carry on. We've chose the other one, to carry on. Because it's like when in a boxing match, when your opponent drops out, or you're in the bout and your head guard comes off, and you freeze, you panic, you compose yourself and you carry on. That's all we can do in life. Because life is constantly, this year's shown us that, how fast we've had to deal from day to day, from tears to lockdowns to we open and we close. But what we do, we compose ourselves and deal with what we have in front of us. If anyone would like to write in, because first we're so remarkable having so many people writing in, be a part of the conversation. Be the fourth man or woman in the room. So, over to you, Craig. <laughs> when have you have to feel like the show must go on? Well, right about now, when you've put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, probably probably a, good, a good good place to start. Um, I'd just like to say before that, Regan Pinches texting um, on the last one, the difficulty he was having with like a possibility to the solution. So thanks for the comment. I don't want to look like we were forgiving you. Um, and sorry for Bob not being able to be on here. Mate, every single day we have, we have shit that happens to us where you don't think, Life can go on, you know, whether it's something as silly as IBS, Kev, you know, we yeah. know from recent conversations of that, you know, you, you've just got to plod on with it because life is, to me, the beauty of life is the mystery within it and and the unpredictability of it. Now, if it, if it was as predictable as we'd all like it to be, you know, you, you what's to challenge you? You know, what's to push the extraordinaire? There is the human body the human mind and the human spirit you know what builds character and what tests character is um unprecedented challenges that we face every single day so i am going to think when when i'll pass it over to lee in a minute so i'll give you warning early i am going to think of a a time where i feel that shit you know i'm the cosh is against my neck here what do i do do i give up or do i keep it moving um but like i think that that's the top and bottom of it and i have a saying a lot of people always ask me how I'm here and this and the other. And over the past 12 months, I've sort of, I feel like I've coined the saying, like up, down, but always forward. Because I feel like as long as, you know, you're going to have your ups and your downs, but as long as you keep it moving forward, you know, that that's part and parcel of life. So 
I will think of a, a personal experience as to why, as to how that is applicable to me as well. But over to you, Lee. <laughs> Cheers, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've said it all, to be honest. I don't know why I'll come on. I might as well go. No, you, you, mate. you, you, you the tech guy, mate. mate. <laughs> Regardless of how Kev puts you down, <laughs> you the tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring back Aaron. Aaron He's laughing at us all behind the screen. Yeah. It reminds me of that old saying: <laughs> the only difference between a coward and a hero is they have the same amount of fear, but the hero does it anyway. And but it's I, that saying that we always say: like, what would you rather have, confidence or courage? Confidence is a mask that you wear. Yeah, aren't I great? I don't make mistakes. But the courageous one, the one who's full of courage, he goes through it. He's got his sword and his shield, and he battles through anything. And at the end of the day, guys, if we get it wrong, if we mess up, who gives a keeper's dick? I think what we've got to learn more is from our children, all three of us here, our daddies. If if our babies gave up the first time they started trying to walk and they fell over, we'd all be crawling. But we've got to learn a lot from our babies. You keep trying, you keep getting up, you keep trying, you keep failing. Because every time you fail, you've learned another way of not failing. And next thing you know, we're walking, we're singing, we're dancing, we're performing, we're boxing. And that is the beauty of us, learning how to get over failure. And, God, I fail more than anybody. I always say I've got more bar- baggage than Heathrow Airport or the old Heathrow Airport we've actually fried from. <laughs> <laughs> and these baggage, these baggage that we carry, I mean, it can be crippling. You know what I mean? You're carrying it around and that's where we can weigh ourselves down. Or we can learn ways of having that baggage, but instead of carrying it on our back, we're leaving the garden shed. So we've learned from every experience, but I haven't got to carry it through every day-to-day situation. There's actually, um, I, I was listening to a motivational speech the other day. I don't know who, who it's by. It was like a four-minute speech because I listened to them on, I think it's called Red Frost Motivation, the YouTube channel. And I put a load of nice sayings on and, and quotes. And I can't remember it word for word, but it basically said, heroes are ordinary people with the courage to withstand the trials that they go through till the end and see them through. And I like that. I like, cause you always think the heroes are this impenetrable, you know, impervious to any kind of pain or any kind of suffering. They just plow through absolutely everything. And it's not the case. Uh, I know that's what them built up to be in comics and this and the other, but that's entertainment. This say hey, this is real life. But if you can apply them principles to you, you know, you're not going to, stand in the middle of a road and stop an Arctic lorry like the Hulk can. You know, it's just, I'd, I'd get to go, Kev. But I probably, <laughs> won't be on the, I probably won't be on the next podcast. <laughs> um, but you, you just can't, you know. So if you can if you can take them strengths that you're seeing, whether it's, you know, whether it's the strength of Superman or the Hulk or the agility of like Spider-Man or anything like that, and you can apply that to your character and your personality, you can be strong like the Hulk within your personality and you can be agile like I don't know Spider-Man within your personality then you learn to adapt and I think we need to stop taking them as literal or we can't stop Arctic lorries no but you can apply that strength and and redirect it to parts that you can control within yourself well I remember we were taking a box who was in the novice national semi-finals and I've taken him in all the way all the way and I got to this one show and my lanyard they said he was out and I hadn't done my CBS and I had done it all, but for whatever reason, my card was in value. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't take this box ring. How will we respond? How will we respond? How? And I went, stop. I've done all I can. I've coached him five days a week for how many years. I sent the other coaching. 
the kid won. But I was putting so much pressure on him. But if I don't take him in, he won't respond. Mm. I've done my job. I've been the coach I can be. And that coach who took him in did a brilliant job. And then I'd won. But it's that fear of, well, if I if I haven't got control of the situation, will it will it flop? It's like you feel like you're the messiah. If I'm not there to fix the problem, the problem will never be fixed. Is it for people? Yeah. All you can so, do is your best and leave it, you know, leave it to fight. Sorry, Lee. I think sometimes you make the problem as well. There wasn't actually a problem there, was there, Kev? No. It's, you, you, you're thinking, oh my God, oh, da, da, da. and you're thinking, well, I've done all I can. Apart from getting there and fight the fight for him, I've done all I can as a coach. Yeah. Do you think that's the? Do you, what do you think that is within you? Do you think that's some kind of like not not appreciating that within yourself, or it takes you a bit of time to appreciate that you've done all you can? Do you think that's a control element within your character, or uh, a perfectionist element, or you know you obviously put yourself against the cosh? Because I've got a little thing about my character like that sort of relates to that. But I just wondered what whether you see that, you know, how you see that within yourself. I think most head coaches in all sports, whether it's football, da, 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 and we don't spend enough time with our own families because you're thinking, well, if I don't turn up. Is, is Lee going to turn up? Or is Craig going to turn up? And, uh, on a, in most things, you love it. You think you love it more than other people because you you are doing more than most people. But sometimes when you take a step back, Craig steps up and Lee steps up and Bob steps up and Kate steps up. And it's great, but sometimes when you're that that passionate about it, and I think more you allow yourself to do more, more people allow you to do for. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, look, if you, if you think like I'm just using boxing gym as an example, but if you go, well, I know Kev's going to be there seven days a week, so I'll pop up when I can. But if you go, well, actually, Craig, can you do Monday, Tuesday? Lee, can you do Friday and Saturday? And then you go, well, actually, Kev, I've done two days, but why don't you have the Friday off? Because I'm actually enjoying it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. It does. I think that's a lot with life, because you have the the outgoing, like in business, you have the colour charts. Red is forward, yellow is laid back, blue is... And I've, I think a lot of us fall into those categories. So if you've got a chatterbox like myself and a, a dominant person... But when we do a quiz on the weekends, like me, Kate, some of our nearest and dearest, best friends in the world, family to me. Have you been invited to this, uh, Craig, this quiz? You are welcome. Near, near, nearest first and dearest. It's the first time of hearing about it, to be fair, mate. I'm leaving. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do this quiz. And we, we, it's a Zoom chat. But normally, Kate can talk to Anna. Laura can talk to whoever. But when you've got a Zoom chat, like we're doing now, you have one person talking at the group. And I think that's where individual, like in Zoom meetings, like what we're doing now, a dominant person like myself will keep talking, keep talking. But in the real world, you have your, your individual conversations. Does that, does that make sense? Where I think that's a downfall of Zoom. We can't, you two can't have a chat. I like to talk to dad. You are in one conversation. It's a, it's unnatural. I mean, like I'm, I'm, to say I don't like people very much, I'm much a people's person. So I'm much, I hate technology and I hate this, this, like, it feels like a realm of disconnect in, like, to my personality. It's like if we're having a chat, 
I can I can quickly or we all can is quickly notice a little pause where you you can you know interrupt or put your perspective in. But you know you sit here quiet, and even I could cut you off, Kev. Like if you're talking, I say, hold on a minute. Don't you think? But we don't do it over such things like this, and it removes all natural elements to 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 dialogue to speaking. You know because we we end up sitting here like. Muppets for the most well, I sit like a Muppet all my life. But when I sitting here like Muppets, like thinking, hold on, is Kev just taking a breather? Which I very often you do that, Kev. Or is he <laughs> sorry, mate? Or is he just you you upset my friend by saying he's no good of a tech guy, so gloves are off. That's that's it virtually. Um you know, but we don't know if you're taking a breather from talking or whether you want someone to speak or whether and and it, it removes that natural characteristic of of like that organic conversation. And I'm I miss that personally because I'm a very I'm like yourself. I'm quite a dominant speaker. I'm you know I'm riddled with passion. And whatever I speak about, I speak with passion. And people are telling me all the time in the house like, does he ever shut up? Or Craig's on a rant, and I'm thinking it's not a rant. It's a it's a perspective based on something you've brought up, but just because I've got the passion and the drive to go a little bit more in depth or to explore it a little, you know, more intricately, that don't mean to say I'm ranting just because you're bored after 30 seconds of that conversation, let's debate it. You know what I mean? And Zoom Zoom sort of takes that from you, I, I believe. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to when we get into the real world. I'm desperate to get dad into the studio. But what we've said it ourselves, us free, and when Aaron's there or a guest, you have that natural rapport when you clock the shoulder move or you they slump down and but like through these calls, it's, we're just seeing the head, and I can't even see bloody heads. I can just see pretty lights in front of you, mate. You definitely call see us, Kev. <laughs> we're <laughs> pretty light. <laughs> pretty dull light. Pretty dull light. We have got a couple of comments. Hey, we let, do, do you want to read them? Yeah, oh, you can crack on, mate. I'll let you. I'm the tech guy, not the talking I don't think, guy. I don't think I can see him properly. I'll try. Yeah, um, you know, visually impaired, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see, no evil, see no evil and speak no evil. <laughs> see no evil and see no evil. Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder, isn't he? But I'll see no evil, hear no evil. We're just see no evil, see no evil. It's <laughs> <laughs> about right as well. Um, I'll kick off with. Regan Pinches, if I can read it, I'm sorry if I, I sound a little bit stuttery on this, because um, I'm struggling to say. Thanks, Lee. You says, to read it, <laughs> you're, you're dragging this one out. Oh, I read the comment, yeah. Go on, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you read it, mate. <laughs> I, this, I think this is relating, so Regan Pinches, it's relating to to uh, the conversation that we were having just previously, because as usual, we've gone a bit off topic. But um, it's a big talk of AJ and Tyson lately, and they both had great links to the courageous topic. Tyson with his drugs and depression and the comeback, and AJ with his past crimes and facing a lengthy jail sentence to making it big time. Real courage. Both could have just called it a day and accepted their fate. Bang on. And I think, you know, I mean, at the moment, I mean, I love both of them. I love Tyson and I love AJ. And at the moment, it's, it's on a coin flip, I think I'll win. But it tickles the life out of me. Uh, someone will go, oh, I hate uh, Tyson Fury. I hate Anthony Joshua. Go, Hang on. We've got two of the best heavyweights in the world from this country. 
So, yeah, you might not like one thing that one said, or you might not like a style. Can't we just be proud that we've got the best boxers in the world? The best boxers since Lennox Lewis. I mean, you know what I mean? Isn't it just a great achievement? Instead of trying to knock down these athletes, how about we just pick them both up and go, wow, we've got the best in the world. Let's not knock them down. Let's lift them up and praise them both for the different strengths. I think, though, I think saying, like, touching up on that a little bit is I think people are still entitled to playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. They're still entitled to be naturally drawn to someone and naturally, you know, repelled from someone because it it, it may be certain character characteristics within Fury that people can adore or relate to, which is more the word I want to go for rather than AJ and vice versa. And yes, we do judge a book by the cover and we judge them by the big marketing plan that the promoters have put together by them or, you know, the, the politics they spill or whatever it is. And we do prejudge. And that's that's who that's just human nature. I mean, in truth, Craig, though, the, sorry to cut in, but there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with to me picking a side. It's just you don't you can pick a side and still be still be happy that the other one's doing well or or constructive. If you're going to be if you're going to write a message, you don't have to go well. He's crap. He's rubbish. That's that's useless to to everyone. You could say, you know what, he could improve his job by doing this. Now I know that's. From from us, he's he ain't gonna take no notice. Let's be honest, we, you know. Um, but there's there's way to be constructive with it, and there's ways to just be there's, nasty. There's vicious rhetoric, eh? There's 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 vicious. I won't even say criticism. There's just vicious a- attacks, verbal attacks mm. on somebody on the character. And I think this, we we live in the society. We live in a troll society. You know, with, especially yeah. with this internet where. Not everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's always had an opinion or we have more of the facts now that I like to say. People, they got an opinion. They just know it all. But we have a platform of which we can put it. It's like when when I put something on social media, if it's not related, I always try and come from that um, to spark a debate. I always try and put something and word it in such a way where people can't say, you're picking sides. It's like, no, I'm not picking sides. I'm here trying to play devil's advocate based on this subject or this person. Let me hear your side of it. And then I'll tell you a side that I feel I can combat that with. It's not that I necessarily believe it or think it. It's because I'm not scared to debate anything. I'm not scared to put myself out there and say, look, let's discuss it. If you come up with with compelling reasons as to why the other side's wrong and they come up with compelling reasons, it gives us something to look at and to assess without just, you know, I thought the other day, I thought when I call people judgmental, me, them so judgmental, I am who I am saying they am. You know, by calling somebody judgmental renders you judgmental. And I thought that the other day and I thought I'm, I'm sort of, I live in hypocrisy like that. I'm, I'm quite hypocritical in the fact I think they're not my people. They judge everybody, you know, they judge the homeless guy and they judge this. When I'm judging them, you know, like we, we live in a very hypocritical uh, generation and, and we have a platform to put it all on there. But I think what Lee said is, add your opinion, but don't say what you mean, but don't say it mean, like we said the other day. And back to the amateur boxing side, where would these two lads be in if amateur boxing gyms weren't there to get them to where they are now? So I, I imagine if you talk to them, they'd be saying thank you to their coaches, thank you 
for giving him an opportunity to get away from the street. Because they're both, yeah. you know, both boys, both characters, both, and look where they are now, both role models. So, you know, God bless you both. I'm looking forward to the fight. But, you know, let's be nice. I think as well, like, based on sticking with this subject, and then we have got a comment off Sky Stewart, I believe. Yeah, we've got yeah. another one off Regan, mate, and we might yeah, have so to go to Regan and then jump back because it's, um, yeah, we're more over the place now, I think we. Oh, we are, but that's that's, uh, that's but the show must go mate. on. That's it. The show must go on, <laughs> as Freddie says. But like going back to AJ and Tyson Fury, what people need to understand when they're picking sides, um, it's a lot of like a lot of what's going on and a lot of the rivalry is marketing, and it's not necessarily that them as people think this of each other. But those that uh, take Tyson Fury's side and they take everything he says for granted, that's what he believes of AJ. You know, a lot of it could be, I'm not saying it is, but could be marketing, you know, and that's how they sell fights in this day and age. But people well, take Tyson it literally said, and they think... Tyson Fury said many stage, they'll phone each other. But we're not here to talk about professional boxing. <laughs> we're not here to talk about <laughs> AJ and Fury. Uh, do you want to go to that uh, comment um, with, yeah. with Reese? Because we're not just about boxing. We, we talk on behalf of amateur boxing, but we're here to talk about mental health and about Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Lee, you'll taking, read it, mate. I'm not taking yeah. this one, yeah. Uh, it looks long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what, yeah. the, that's what all the boys say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Regan, I'll go to Regan's first, just because it's about the subject we're just talking about, the Tyson and uh, and that, and then we'll, we'll read Sky's after. So Regan says, I think the thing about Tyson, everyone loves his humbleness uh, and his morals. I've never seen seen him in an ad or a campaign by a company. Just sh just shows he does it because he loves it rather than the money. Whereas AJ takes the money at every turn. Nothing wrong with that, really. But he says stuff that others don't agree with. I think when you're on the pedestal, I've met Anton Joshua a fair few times. When you meet him, he's the most humble, lovely bloke. There's so many nice stories about when his um, reporters have been in wheelchairs and haven't got an interview, and he's taken them out for a meal and looked after them. If, if the disabled kids in Sheffield, the, the camp, even one of the most nice human beings I've had the pleasure to meet. I've never met Tyson Fury, and I think him as a 30-odd-year-old man, he's different when he was 25, he was always involved in scandal. But he's matured, he's grown up. What he was as a 25-year-old kid, He's a different man now. So both role models and what they're both doing for the game is remarkable. And they're, they're both heroes in their different rights. And what well, two cracking blokes? I think like, like so, sorry, I think like not sticking with professional boxing now, but as people, I think that's where we need to be a little bit bit more accepting that if like you don't know them or or whatever else, everything can be taken out of context. And as people, we need to be more more like I say, accepting and, and move on from it, you know, not judge them and, and hold them, you know, in content for the whole of their, their natural born lives uh, because of a few things. We just need to be a bit more understanding of people, I suppose, don't we? They're, they're just people. Yeah, I think it surprises me that we can be so judgmental that this is about AJ. So AJ um, taking the money at every turn, but ultimately, in that, in that what he works for? Isn't that what we all get to work for? If someone, if I was at work and someone offered me a good few hundred pounds more a week to go and work somewhere else, there's a good chance I'll go and work somewhere else. I think we can be too judgmental about people making money. 
you know, we've got I think to... I've, I think, like, looking at professional boxers, like, again, Kev, we will move on, I promise. <laughs> I think there, there's, there's not much of a retirement plan for professional boxers, you know, once they've, once they've reached past past their, their, you know, their prime and they, they can't do it anymore. Physically, they can't do it anymore. I mean, I've watched documentaries on boxers that were champions and now they're living in, like, one-bed apartments with, with no money because the game swallowed it all up. So I can understand going after it with a coin. I think if if it, it is to, like, compromise any of your integrity or the way you deal with other people and treat other people, then I think it's... It's a problem when money like overrules your love and passion for people. Um, but other than that, I think it's it's a smart retirement plan. But anyway, to Sky Stewart, yes, Sky Stewart. Am I in this one as well? Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wait, it, it's all up the screen now, mate. We'll find it. <laughs> so Sky Stewart has put a comment. Um, hello, Sky for starters, and uh, yeah. if anyone hasn't scored caught Sky's episode, go and look on YouTube or Facebook or Spotify. It's, you know, it's on the usual platforms, a cracking episode. Um, but it's actually going back to a conversation about te- that was having about technology earlier. And she, she put that she agrees technology ruins conversations so much more to communicate than just the voice. And isn't that right? Well, even when you write a text message, if you put a comma or a me and my spelling's terrible anyway. Jasmine, my five-year-old, can spell better than me. But if if you write a conversation, like, you idiot. And, like, if you say that, if you say it like, oh, you idiot, you smile it off. But you could read that and go, boys have been rude. You could read the same message 500 times and thinking, oh, is he angry with me? Is he upset? Or, as we said about the virtual talking, it's not the same to face-to-face. We're making the best out of a, a bad situation. You know, and about it's sooner than later, we can all be in the studio, we can all be in the pub, and we can all be around each other's houses. But we're just making do with what we've got at this particular time, aren't we? And I, I think another, like another thing with this technology and people, is a person, unless they have a funny turn or unless they have a bit of a wobble, they're not very well or whatever. When they're with you, like all three of us have just been with Bob in the same room, you know, technically but without being in the same room and we've had technology problems. Now, imagine, right, not to dwell on what could have been, but imagine the power of this conversation if we could have got your dad's perspective, Kevin, and and listen to him. Now, people in a room, you, you can feel that, you can feel the energy and you can actually continue with that conversation. Whereas now, techne- technology, as much as it does progress us or, I believe it slows humanity down and, and sends up back, us backwards. You know, I had this rant earlier with my sister. I said, look, these smartphones are designed to dumb you down. That's why when I send a message, you know, I'll write and I can spell to a degree. Um, and I look and it's full of typos. And I'll, I'll say, I've, I've it that, you know, I've corrected that how many times and it's still full of typos. And I believe technology, my conspiracy again, is designed to slow us down, like mentally. Um but- but it's even designed if my, to make us lazy. Even if my dad writes a comment in now, and one of us read it out, we won't deliver in the passion that he naturally does. When dad walks into a room, the room goes quiet and everyone listens to his words. But if he reads now, thanks, lads, should have come on, it wouldn't be the same tone of voice, that same grab-you-by-the-shirt presence, would it? Mate, your dad is like the boxing equivalent, the boxing coach equivalent to KRS-One. 
You know, he yeah. don't. He never. He never needed a microphone to stand out from the other rappers. He don't. Just like you say, when Bob walks in, you know, there's there's a lion amongst the the lion cubs. You know, there's someone there that means you know arm. He'll stand behind you when you need support, and he'll stand in front of you when you need protection. And he's always got some words to whisper in your ear that's going to light that fire. And 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 this technology sort of took that from us today, but. It is what it is. We're making do, and like you say, the show must go on. And I hope Bob's watching that. You know, to at the thought that, he, that people think that of him. That's not just me. It's not just you or Lee. I guarantee that everybody that's ever met him will have that same perspective of of your dad. Well, uh, him and my mum are doing a daily walk, going out, you know, getting the fresh air. And they say, you know, it's for bloody, I don't know. Mick Jagger had come to Wallace, how many people are driving past people? <laughs> Neither of them could bloody see, so just waving to be polite. But then like, I'll have a phone call going, I'll just show you mum and dad, how's Bob, how's, Ju- how's Uncle Bob, how's Auntie Julie? And, but, you know, and that's on a daily thing now, because they're so beloved, and that's why I wanted to get him on. Because he's, you know, I, I could never understand why every year, Wallace, King's Wim for Brawley Hill, I want to ask him and dad to go and turn the lights on, because they did. Bloody hell, they'd be out in the hundreds. He's a local celebrity and he's not, he's not loved because he's a big, tough bear, which he is. He's not renowned for this. He's renowned, not even for the boxing ability. Well, dad took me in the ring. Dad, you know, your dad did this. He's, he's loved because, as you said, if you need someone to push you for, if, if you need someone to have your back, you'll have it. But if it gets too tough, dad will throw his way in front of the lion to save you. He's he just and loved by everyone. And my mum. I think, yeah, yeah, both of them, mate. I remember your dad saying on one of the podcasts when we was at the gym, was, um, I'm as famous as I want to be or as I need to be, you know, and, or, or as successful as I need to be. It was along them lines. And I like that. It's because he, he, your dad's not a man filled with vanity. He's not, he don't want to sit on that pedestal and, and have the, you know, the, the flashes at him and the cameras and everyone into his personal business. But how many times, how many times has your dad taught the same thing to a hundred different kids and they've interpreted it completely different and transformed their life based on that? You know, your dad can teach the same thing over and over and I bet it's a different lesson for every pupil, every well, time. If you, if you do want to catch his former episodes, go on our YouTube channel and on most good um, uh, podcast platforms. Um, yeah. Also, you know, not many people know this, but uh, come down with me, come to the uh, Lions once. Uh, a girl comes, Sophie, come on there. And Dad was there on the pads and you see Tommy's picture in the background. So watch you come down to me. You never know. You might see Bob. <laughs> um, we have a couple more comments, Kev. Um, yeah, Sky Stewart again. So, like you say, I leave them all over the place. I'll read this one, mate. So I know you're dying to let me. Um, Scotty Stewart said, I don't think it's just boxing. Uh, this is going back to the, the professionals without the retirement plan and, you know, that basically the, the sport forgets them in the end. He says, I don't think it's just boxing. I think it's any professional sport. There is so much depression from retired pro sports stars or addiction. And and I think, I think what that is basically is when, when you live your whole life in something, you know, you've, you've, put, you've put yourself into it. So ultimately, that that you have invested all yourself into is you. And when that kind of forgets, you know, when, when, when that forgets you or when it moves on to the next hot thing and the next hot thing, like, what have you got? It's like when Tyson Fury said when he beat Klitschko, he had nothing else to live for. It's all he ever wanted to do. So 
if you invest yourself in something so much and then and then life moves on and you know you, you get a bit weaker or you, you retire from it you're not in the limelight then what's left for you and I think that's probably a big cause of it is because you leave too much of yourself in that or you you no longer get that euphoria from walking down the ring or scoring the goals or scoring the touchdowns or whatever it is so you chase that high and we normally chase it with bad stuff or your whole life you haven't smoked drank uh been off being a dirty bugger because you know your you, your career your sporting career dictates your life and then all of a sudden you you've You've lost a reason to go to the gym. You've lost a reason to keep fit. So then we find other ways of occupying us. What's that old saying? The devil makes work of idle hands. And how true it is. Very true. Um, so thank you for that. The messages again to, tonight, the comments. You know, we really appreciate the interaction, don't we, guys? Um, Regan Pinches again said, that's the reason a lot of people have struggled this year. This is going back to technology now. So we're trying to trying to map around these comments. Um, that's the reason a lot of people have struggled this year. It's all good talking on Zoom, but it can't be compared to a chat over a point or a cuppa. And you've said yourself, Kev, that, that's what it's missing. And I think over the last, I mean, what was Facebook? 2005, was it? It, it was initiated, started getting big over here, like from 07 onwards. Um, you know, when it become Messenger and this and the other, whereas I grew up, and my mum would be like, oh, I'm popping around your aunties for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And they'd be there. And my dad would say, oh, them chin wagging, you know, as they do, them, them, them chatting, chat a glass eye to sleep or gossiping or whatever it is they do. But they were interacting. Now it's message me, WhatsApp me, messenger me, you know. And like, there's no, we shy away from physical interaction and, and, and this kind of thing. And I, I don't know whether that's because we don't like to think on a spot or we, you know, we don't conversate as much, so we're not used to it now. I don't know what it is, but, you know, technology is definitely sending us backwards. Bringing that back to the conversation, sorry, bringing that to, to back to, to, to our title and what we're talking about, those those pints and cuppers are probably really important in your life because they can also push you on. So if you've got the two options, the ones to quit and the ones to carry on, if you go around to the right person and have a drink and have a chat, and they encourage you to go down the, the route of carrying on. You know, you, you're not getting the same, you don't get the same that over this either, do you? How many times you've been out, been round a friend's house and you've you've wanted to jack something in, jack a job in, do this, do that, and they've gone, actually, slow down, take a look at it, carry on with it, fight through it, and it's ended up being better because of that conversation. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to drink, you're going to drink. But I can either come and have a point with you and have a chat and you say, Kev, you know, stick with it, or I can just sit on my own and drink on my own, and that's when I go into that dark room. So the booze has got very little to do with it. Is the pick. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. You're more likely to quit at that point as well. Whatever you're, yeah, you, yeah mulling over, you're more likely to Mate, quit. It's, it's like how many times, like I've worked on cars in the sound of or If I, I'm, I mean, I, I, I try and class myself as a natural problem solver. I, I hate to be beat by anything, so I'll stew on it and stew on it. But I've not got the patience for it anymore. You know, the, the shit I've, I've put myself through and now over the past few years, my temperament's a lot different. So whereas before I could say, you know what? No, just just think think outside of the box. Remove yourself from the problem. Now I can't. Now, if I'm working on a car and something's getting to me and I can't figure it out, 
you know, there's a spanner getting thrown and I have to pay for another repair somewhere. But when my brother, before he, he, he had his operation, he'd come and help me work on the car. So whereas my temperament's not great and I can't fathom this out, or I can't do this. He'd only have to say one word and then it all clicks. And I think that's applicable to life. You know, I'll give up, you know, I, I can't do this. I've not, I, there's no career prospects here. And then, you know, the right person will say, hold on a minute. You've just learned in five years that valid skill. That is a transferable skill. Why don't you stick it another year? Like, learn how to apply it to something different and then move on. And that's when the pen drops and you, you sort of think, shit, you're right. You know, I'm doing this for me, for personal development. So let, thank you for that. And that's a cup of tea or a coffee. Now, does the coffee and tea and beer accompany the conversation or does the conversation accompany the beverage? Well, it depends on your group, doesn't it? But whatever it is, I think the actual fluid that you put into your body is irrelevant because it's the comp- it's the relationship with that person, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, without doubt. Have we had got any more comments? No, is yet, mate. That's um, no, that's well, it. As for now. Well, I think because we've done this off the cuff, I think that will pretty much do us for today. Is that if that's all right with you guys? Whatever you want, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm easy on. Thank you for the comments, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, on Thursday, we're going to be coming out at 7.30. A light-hearted one. Uh, what is it? A first for a football Thursday. And it's the day before my birthday, so it's going to be Kedmas Eve. So we're going to be getting here, having a laugh, having a joke. Because normally on my birthday, I'll get everyone out and we all go to the pub and we have loads of people. And all that we've got, it's not really about my birthday, it's about meeting old friends and family and having a Christmas drink. And obviously, because we can't do it this year, we're just going to be talking about things that we can't do, but still being grateful for the things that we can do. So, Craig, have you got that quote about me, old man, to send us off? I have, mate. This was this is relating to Bob. Um, obviously, we all know Bob. And I think he was in some press uh, a few months back for GB Boxing when they were discussing one of the coaches. Oh, and that's the, coaches. the reason meet the coaches and that's the reason I shared that link um, and I accompanied that with the status which I, I feel to me sums Bob up um, a great bloke full of wisdom love and the right size motivational foot to fit any arse that needs it so until we see each other next time take care of yourselves and each other to a bit listen, listen, listen. and that's a wrap for another show but if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta bit. Listen, listen.